It truly is funny how the universe works. It's now clear why I didn't feel called in the past couple of weeks to any edit any of the pre-recorded episodes that I had done. I've I've done a ton. I've done them as they came up, very authentic. And I did that knowing that I had this week coming up where I would be incredibly busy and I would need to have a couple banked that I could just edit and have ready to go on a travel day. And, you know, I I was just struggling with feeling called to one. And it's like I knew that there was something major that was going to come up. And this is, interestingly enough, it's a topic that I had taken some notes on. I knew I was going to do a podcast on the general concept. But this topic has come up majorly for me recently. And Enough to spur a major life change that will be announced in this episode, but it's also been a hot topic with several clients, colleagues, and friends. Like it's just come up so much recently, so I know this is going to hit home for a lot of people. Uh, maybe you're one of them. I'm, I'm really excited for you to dive in. So let's get to chatting about values and alignment with your environment, along with that major life update. I'm not going to keep y'all hanging. Welcome to Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder and when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are going to dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. Right, y'all, welcome to another episode of Human on the Daily. This episode is so near and dear to me for a multitude of reasons, but the biggest one is this is a major thing that I talk about with just about everyone I work with. Um, all of my my mentees, my clients, for those of you who don't know, I run a course for allied healthcare professionals that is centered around how to really take care of yourself first so that you can better pour into others. This includes boundaries, avoiding burnout and nervous system regulation and mindset, and just really being able to figure out your own path, not the one that you think you have to go on that's been laid out for you. So it lines perfectly with like this whole podcast idea of breaking out of expectations of others. And this particular topic is something that I think is incredibly important, not only for healthcare healthcare providers, but literally anyone. So it's something that I talk a lot about. And it's if there is conflict between your values and the values of your employer or your environment, it simply isn't going to work long-term. You are going to hit major roadblocks. It's probably going to create a lot of frustration down the line. So it's going to feel like I've been in this situation before. I feel like a lot of us have, maybe without necessarily knowing that this was part of the problem, just something where it's like there's a misalignment in how you think because values drive behaviors and decision-making. And so if your values 
not that they have to be exactly the same. Like, I'm not saying that if your top values are compassion and community, like you don't have to find an environment or employer that says those exact ones, but they can't be in conflict with those. Like they can't, it can't be something that's just going to butt heads. You're going to feel like you're running into a brick wall and it's going to lead to burnout, frustration, dissatisfaction, just overall energy leakage. And what I mean by that is you're more likely to feel drained by the end of the day. You're going to feel more stressed, more irritable, and it's not going to be immediate, but it will pile on in the long run. Okay. So what are values and how do they shape our beliefs and behaviors? Our values are the principles or standards that we hold as important in our lives. They shape our beliefs and behaviors by influencing the decisions that we make and the actions that we take. When we hold a particular value, it means that we believe it to be important or desirable and we strive to act in a way that reflects that value. For example, if someone values honesty, they are likely to be truthful in their interactions with others and expect the same from those around them. Now, I'm not going to go into it majorly. Like There is that expectation. I do want to make a note that we can't really control others. So you can hold a boundary with who you are around and hold the boundary that you will only allow people in your like energetic field, like you're only going to be close to people who hold that same value. And in this case, to be truthful in their interactions with others, but you can't really put that expectation on others without communicating it and then hold that boundary with them. Like that is a choice for you to keep them around anyways. Okay. I'm, I'm getting off topic as per usual. Values can also shape our beliefs by influencing how we interpret and understand the world around us. For example, Someone who values equality may be more likely to notice and speak out against instances of discrimination or injustice, which, hell, I think that's really relevant right now. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride, y'all. So this is just an, a little, like, very brief overview about, like, what are values and how they can shape our beliefs and behaviors. And I, it, it really is very true. Like, let's use me, for example. My top three are joy, community, and compassion. Anyone who knows me, or maybe even just from listening to the couple episodes on this podcast knows, like, I'm always seeking out adventure. To me, that falls underneath joy. Like, those are, when you, when you do an exercise to find, like, your top values, there's going to be a lot of values that you write out, and then you're going to find umbrella terms. So I'm going to give you an exercise later in this episode to kind of work on figuring out what your values are. But just know that there's a lot of things that fall under each, and some of it is, like, your own like the general definition, how you interpret that word, like for me, joy is adventure and connection. So like there's, there's a lot of things that fall underneath it. So joy is kind of like an umbrella term. Same with community. Connection actually falls under that one as well. Like they're umbrella terms that really, when I boiled down what all of my values were, those were the top three that were the most important. But those really do, like they drive my beliefs and my behaviors a lot. Okay, so- What I think is really interesting is this is, so this entire episode is about how if there's a conflict between your values and the values of your employer environment, simply isn't going to work. This is something I have noticed time and time again for a very long time. I think it's particularly like, I'm again, I'm going to use clinic life as an example. I know that this is in just about every field. If you're So like the value of compassion, if your environment, if you are in one of those, they call them, I call them clinic mills, where you're seeing a patient every 15 minutes, you really can't 
even engage with them. You're just trying to like, it, it feels like a rat race where you're seeing patient after patient after patient. Maybe your tech actually gets a better relationship with the patient because they're the ones seeing them for the other 45 minutes of their quote unquote appointment. That employer, I don't care what's on their website for their values and their mission statement. One, like their values are not compassion. It's not quality care because otherwise they would have changed their patient care model and how they structure their employees. Now, I'm not saying that their value is necessarily profit, but there is a, a value within that system that doesn't match with your values of compassion and, and helping other people really at that level. Like you can't give quality care. So hopefully that makes sense, but that's just like one example of how there is going to be a mismatch in that particular instance. And I know that can apply to a ton of different fields and environments. What I think is interesting is I've noticed this for a long time, well before I realized that there was actually research out there to back me up. So according to a study by the American Psychological Association, conflicts between personal and organizational values are a significant predictor of job dissatisfaction and intentions to quit. They can also lead to, not surprisingly, a lack of engagement, motivation, and decreased productivity. So that's what this study found. And I think... All of that goes hand in hand. Like you're not going to be satisfied and enjoy your job if you are noticing a disconnect between you and your environment and therefore your engagement goes down. You're not as motivated because you don't enjoy your environment as much. Like that's just going to further put you into more job dissatisfaction, more burnout. Like I bet you can understand this. Even if you haven't experienced this personally, even though I, I think more of us have than we realize, it, there is a strong mismatch there. Now the issue and how this truly aligns perfectly with the theme of this podcast of expectations is that often we're already immersed in the organization before we realize their true values. Again, not the pretty sounding ones that are on their website, but the actual ones that truly drive their decisions and their behaviors. When we, we kind of get down to the nitty gritty and you're past that honeymoon phase and you really see how the organization works. And I'm going to say employer some and organization at times because this applies to it's really your environment. Very often that is going to be our employer, but this could also apply to your gym community. It could apply to social interactions. Like if you keep putting yourself in rooms where the values of the organization or the people in that room tend to be something that doesn't align with yours, same concept here. If you are an entrepreneur and you rent space from someone and they're around that environment or or you do it from a co-working space, co-working spaces tend to have really solid values. So maybe not that one so much, but I, I think you get the point of there's a mismatch between you and your environment slash the organization slash employer. Like a lot of things can be incorporated here. Typically, we're already kind of immersed in whatever that area is. Maybe we got excited about connecting with people. It sounded good up front, like whatever it is. Maybe we're just in that environment because it sounded like a really phenomenal salary. I mean, we're all human. Money can drive our decisions, at least initially. We, like security is one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, let's be real there. So we typically don't realize that there's a value mismatch. Maybe we kind of knew upfront and we ignored it because of that salary or the friend that recommended it to us or whatever it is. So by the time you pass that honeymoon phase, because we totally have that outside of relationships, right? Like you can think it's all sunshine and rainbows at a job and it can seem really good for the first three to six months. And then you start realizing the gaps. At that point, expectations have been placed. Maybe you don't like the idea of leaving that job until a certain number of years. Like maybe that's an expectation. I feel like a lot of us grew up being told like, oh, you have to stick it out for a minimum of a year or a minimum of three 
years or optimize the 401k options or like whatever it is. You've placed some expectation on how long you should be at a given job, particularly if you've been taught that like, like yeah, we're all taught that jumping around from job to job doesn't look great on a resume. So maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. And you've placed an expectation on yourself. Maybe you know leaving would put more work on your coworkers and you've developed a bond with some of the coworkers or you respect them and you don't want to do that to them. Maybe if you're a clinician of some kind, like, or you work with clients, maybe you just don't want to disappoint the clients or the patients. You feel like an expectation has been put on you to serve or you've put an expectation on yourself to be there for those people. You feel responsible for them. Maybe you like to see the good or the potential in the people running the organization. Like you're someone who just naturally sees the good in them and sees the potential and is having, maybe you're even having some conversations that seem productive, that seem like it's going in the right direction that give you hope for change and you just haven't actually seen the change but something along the line typically by the time that we're actually really seeing the true colors of that organization and what their values really are and realizing whether or not we actually realize that that's what the mismatch is and, or if we're just realizing like I'm irritated I'm frustrated like this doesn't feel like the right place like what's going on we have generally immersed ourselves enough there are, we have some ties to that organization or the people within it and it makes it so much harder to acknowledge and admit that there is a mismatch and it's really not for us. And the best thing for us would be to leave. You might see the mismatch. And the issue is that now you have a whole lot of, but maybes or, oh, it could change though. Or, but I, I can't leave for, and then name the expectation here. And you can talk yourself out of making the choice to leave for the better. I want to be clear that it doesn't always mean the organization have bad, has bad values. It just means that there is, they are in direct conflict with yours. Could just be it's just some sort of conflict with them. They like, you cannot have like the, the same human, like if it was one person, you wouldn't ever see like the two values of you and the organization. Like those would never be on the same list for the same person because they can't coexist. Okay. So what needs to happen when you notice this is have an uncomfortable open conversation with whoever it is, whether it's the employer, whether it is, Heck, maybe it's actually not the employer. Maybe it's one other employee that's kind of creating the environment. Maybe you need to sit down with them. Maybe it is the leader of whatever community, whether social or fitness or anything that you've been in. Whoever it is, wherever the mismatch is happening, an uncomfortable but very open and vulnerable conversation needs to happen first and foremost. Is there common ground or a compromise that truly works for all parties? Were there maybe some assumptions or some uncommuted expectations that led to this value mismatch appearing? Like I've seen this happen before with clients of mine that I've worked with where once they, heck, I've actually had it personally happen where once a conversation happened where we could be open and honest, it came to light that there were some assumptions on one person's end or some uncommuted expectations that had come into play. And it actually really wasn't that there was a true direct value mismatch, but rather it just seemed like it because things had been allowed to like fester and boil over. Once you have that conversation, can you find something that is a compromise that kind of allows those values to coexist? So that's ideal. But I want to be real and say that it's not always possible because again, to truly rectify the situation, it would require that open, honest, and thorough communication and respect from one another. And that unfortunately doesn't always happen. There are a lot of people that put a lot of lenses on other people. When I say lens, I mean that there has already been assumptions and uncommunicated expectations put on someone to the point where, like we've all heard the term rose-colored lens, like right? Like when someone is seeing only the good and they're not seeing like the negatives in someone, 
this is like the the opposite of that where they're just seeing the negatives whether or not they're actually even there but they have put a lens on everything it's very similar like if you listened to my childhood trauma story when i talked about how one instance from childhood can make you build up this belief about yourself because once you think one thing like oh i'm not enough then every instance like every interaction that you have after that you're looking for the proof that i'm not enough well if someone starts to put a lens on you of like you're a bad person or you can't be trusted or you're x y and z like whatever thing it is that they're trying that they've decided based on one whether that was true or a miscommunication or an assumption like whatever it is then they are going to look for that thing to be true about you from then on out like that is the lens that they now have on you so that's what i i mean when i say lens so changed behaviors would need to happen for that person maybe it's you like hold hold yourself accountable where you need to in this this kind of goes to like if you start to notice this early on like it's on you to have that communication to start that conversation if you notice it like don't wait for the other person to come to you it's it's on you if it doesn't happen hold yourself accountable because that is also on you anyways so in the absence of changed behaviors it is then your responsibility to decide what is best for you and act accordingly not letting expectations from others or that you've put on yourself keep you from doing what you know is best we'll get to how this recently came up for me but this is legit something i mentor people on and yet i know just how easy it is to convince yourself that it's okay and make excuses and not make the choice to change like what you want to do or what you you need to do in this instance is to say yes to yourself and your well-being and get the fuck out if it's not moving the right direction like if you have that conversation and even if it seems like there's going to be changed behaviors and then the pattern keeps repeating itself like run find something else it is worth it you are worth it to make the change to have the best environment for you so that you can grow and and flourish but i i want to acknowledge the fact that that is really fucking hard especially if you have now kind of integrated yourself into the community like there's a spider web that you now have to get out of hell i stayed at my first job for a couple of years longer than i should have because i felt a sense of loyalty after having been there for years and a sense of obligation to my patient and again that's like both of those i actually really like the company that i worked for the first time like that first job the dude that i stayed in a relationship still a really great guy there was just a mismatch so i want to talk about how the hell do you know what your values are this is a really abridged i mean if you google like how to find your top values you get a ton of exercises some get really in depth and you can also even just google a list of common values if you're like i i don't know what where to even begin you can google and find like lists of like lots of words that can kind of get your brain rolling a relatively none of it's easy because you have to go deep you have to really think with these and obviously if you're driving not right now skip this part make a mental note give yourself a voice note saying what time of this podcast to come back and listen to so you can do it later so I want you to think about times in your life it can be career or personal life whatever when you were had the most happiness pride and fulfillment now those can be the same instances they can be different instances but I want you to think of happiness pride like proud of yourself and fulfilled so those are the three kind of things that I want you to think of and think of moments in your life where you felt one if not best better yet if it's two or three of those then think about like what were you doing during those times who were you with why were you proud or happy or fulfilled what need or desire was met during those times and then what other factors contributed to those senses of happiness pride and fulfillment and what this allows you to do once you have that all written out questions answered is 
you can start to kind of get an idea, like likely that's going to kind of point you into your values. Now, some of those are going to be sentences for the answers. They're not going to be words, but it'll boil down to a word of like, what was the feeling or what was the sensor? And then once you have that list, ideally this isn't much longer than a list of 10. Like if you look through all of those answers, what are the 10 values that really come to mind that kind of embody your answers for those questions? And then what you're going to do, if it's a longer list, don't worry, because the next piece that I'm about to tell you should minimize it down to 10. I will fully admit when I first did this exercise, Squirrel Brain Megan came out and I had like 30. So don't worry about it. Okay, so you're going to look through that list. And this is why I had 30 and why I talked about umbrella terms earlier. So look through that list and go through and see, does anything fit underneath anything else? I'll take myself for example. So I said one of my top values is joy. Well, for me, things that bring me joy that might also be a value fit underneath the term joy. So adventure, freedom, experiences, exploration, like those are all, I don't know if those were actually on my list, but those to me fall under joy. Actually, I know adventure was, and I know freedom was, but those fall under joy for me. So those then joy could stay on the list and the others could get crossed off. Okay, so go through your list and see what could count as an umbrella term and then cross off anything that could fit underneath another term that's on your list. Ideally, that gets it down to max 10. And then what you're gonna go do is you're gonna go through that list, just write them down, have them like in an order, it doesn't have to be any particular order, but have them down and then you're gonna look at the first two and ask yourself, if I could satisfy only one of these, which would I choose? And you can visualize yourself. So I found it really helpful to kind of be like, what situation would lead me to like, yes, this fits this value versus this one. And which one fits me more? Which one would I choose to have? Whichever one you would choose not to have, cross that off. Now, I will say if you come against, because I'm, I'm trying to get you not necessarily to one top value, because I think that's really tough to do, but like core values shouldn't be more than maybe three. So if you hit two where you're like, oh, I really don't know. Cool. Make a little star by that second value and then go to the next one and compare. So you're still, you're going to work off the first one every single time and go down that list. You're just not allowed to put an asterisk by more than two others. And then once you go all the way through, then you can start on the second one and go through the whole list and make sure that that still checks out. So again, like you're not going to end up with more than three, but repeat that process until you have it down to three. So then that is going to be your top three core values. And then you can kind of double check them. Like, does that feel aligned? You'll know pretty instantaneously when you read that list, if you're like, yes, that is me. Does it feel really good? Or do you feel like you could like plaster those, I don't know, on your Instagram bio or on your house and you would be like, yep, that's me. I'm good with, with announcing this. So that's how you find your values. So here is the kind of life update slash slash kind of apology. Anyways, that'll make more sense in a second. Because here's where I have to hold myself accountable. And that's why I call it an apology. Because I, I think it is really important for anyone who is leading other people to lead from the front, to lead by example, to practice what they preach. And it drives me nuts, honestly, when coaches aren't transparent about needing their own messaging from time to time. And I do want to be transparent and hold myself accountable for the fact that there is messaging that I strongly believe in, that I coach other people in, that I mentor other people in, and I neglected myself. So when I hold myself accountable for staying in, a, in an environment, not a shocker, probably this whole entire episode has been about values and how a mismatch means you need, you need to get out of that environment if that environment clearly isn't changing. And I have stayed in this environment for too long past seeing a fairly major value conflict 
conflict, especially since it's something that I actually kind of knew. Like in hindsight, I've known that I needed to leave for a while. And I've known that the main person involved in this has been this way. Like I've seen it play out with other people. I just kind of kept turning a blind eye to it. Not entirely. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to hold myself accountable quite that because I have had multiple uncomfortable conversations. And but like I said earlier, if you have it and you keep seeing the pattern repeat, even though it seems like it's going to change, like, yeah, you got to you got to just admit that it's not going to work at some point. And I just kept hoping, kept letting those expectations and the love for the community kind of get in the way. Anyways, I know this is probably sounding really vague right now because I haven't gotten into like what it is. So I still own, as of right now, I still own a physical therapy clinic, a cash-based clinic inside of a CrossFit gym. And I have vastly different values that I am now realizing from the leader of that gym. Initially, it actually seemed like they might be similar. Like we were, we actually developed a good friendship early early on. But then maybe a year or so ago, I saw a few things play out and I heard a few things from him that made me go, huh. And I bet there's at least like, you may even kind of resonate with that. There may be, whether it's a current relationship or current connection or a past one, you're like, yep, I, I kind of get that. So I'm not going to go into details because this isn't to bash anyone. It's not necessary for the intention of this episode, nor is it really worth my energy, honestly, to play this whole thing out or explain it in detail. It is literally just that I want to, I, I feel the need and I think it is helpful for you, the listeners, to hear an example of how it might play out with just enough information to kind of like be able to recognize it in your own life if and when it happens so that you can hold yourself accountable and take the actions that are necessary for you to live your best life. Again, this entire podcast is centered around breaking out of the expectations of others and finding your freedom, finding your dream path, finding you. And so I, I do think being able to recognize these situations helps tremendously because of that friendship that we had developed and some conversations, like I said, we had, I'm, I'm actually really big on initiating uncomfortable conversations. I have no problem walking up to someone being like, Hey, let's chat. Here's how I'm perceiving a situation. I would love to hear your side of things so that we can work this out or however I need to word it. But it's, it's generally something along those lines of here's how I'm feeling. Cause I, I'm not going to walk up. This is a total side note, but like, if you're going to start that uncomfortable conversation, don't go into it accusatory. Go into it as like, hey, here's how I'm perceiving or here's how I'm feeling. And then circle it back to, I would love to hear your side of things or how you are, how you're feeling. Because that opens it up and that feels a lot less invasive and it doesn't make people go on the defensive quite nearly. So based on those conversations, I had hope on that things were going to work out and I do what a lot of us do. I rationalized everything and created just a bit of separation between us when I realized that I wasn't seeing as much of a change as I wanted. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk any further miscommunication, any assumptions, any uncommuted expectations on other people's end, like whatever. I just, I wanted to hold boundaries and I kind of justified it as like, you know what, cool, I'll just run my business. I'll still be in the community, but I'm not like, I, I'm going to kind of keep it at arm's length a little bit. And you know what, over the past year, anyways, I've been working slowly on building up an online business for a couple of reasons. So yes, I had that clinic space, but I've, I've started to pivot over the past year, maybe even a little bit longer. I've, I've known it for probably two years, but I've actually taken action over the past year to slowly build up this online business for a couple of reasons. Mainly, I no longer felt like only treating one-on-one -on -one with patients was aligned. I still love teaching. I still plan on doing that, but like treating patients, I actually really, I still love treating patients, but the amount of energy that it was taking, it no longer felt like my one and only thing. And it was really hard. It took me a while to kind of like let that go and detach 
my identity and veering off of the path that you quote unquote should do when you get that degree. So I had searched high and low for what my something more was. I just that I, I needed something beyond just treating one-on-one. And I was, I was feeling just tanked. And I found it in the concepts that became my self-discovery journal, my three-month group mentoring program for fellow allied healthcare providers to get off the hamster wheel and get back to really loving their lives alongside work. And then also, of course, this podcast. So about two months ago, I decided that I would give myself a six-month timeline to shut down my clinic. And really the intention of the six-month timeline was to light a fire under my ass to get the online business to a point where I could just truly focus on that and then figure the rest out. Because like I said, I do still like treating. I think it is going to continue to play a part in my life. I just don't know how, but I do know that it's not as my own brick and mortar that I have staken and have to be at because the other part of it, this will be a shocker to no one who knows me, is that I am very much a free bird. I need location freedom more so than having a physical location, like business location and doing a, being a service-based provider allows. What I found for my something more, the course, the journal, this podcast fit perfectly with my why, my purpose. They feel really good. It's, it, it's what I want to do so to help help as many people as possible live their truest, most authentic life. And that's really what I want to give back. That's what I want to leave behind in this world whenever I have to go, whenever it's my time. And this just feels more aligned. Again, it's it's not that I don't love treating. I freaking love teaching. I plan on still teaching. In fact, I'm I'm recording this part of the podcast from Tennessee where I teach at a doctoral program. So I had the six-month timeline. I was like, you know what? I'm cool. I recognize that there's a mismatch at this point, like I finally admitted it to myself and I was like, all right, this aligns great. I have a light at the end of tunnel. We're good. I'll hold out. Everything's going to be fine. And I actually even like would have said that this person was still a friend of mine at this point, because it really like, yeah, overall there was a mismatch, but it was still something where outside of having a, a close relationship with, outside of them being immersed in the work environment or inner circle of friends, we could be very amicable. We do like, there's a, we've had a lot of really good conversations and I love, I've loved those conversations. Anyways, well, the universe has a funny way of kicking your ass in the gear. I said six months and two months into that, the universe was like, I do nah, quickly want to actually state the values of the two people involved in this one being myself, because Well, it was actually an exercise that we all did as coaches recently. So I feel okay with sharing this part because it was outwardly stated as to what our top values were. Now, I've already stated that my top three are joy, community, and compassion. If I had to choose one, I would go with joy because I could actually make an argument in a way for the other two to kind of fall underneath that for like what brings me joy and what I think is a contributor of joy. Like you need community, having compassion for others. Like if you don't have those things, it's really tough to have joy. Anyways, so... The other person, their top value that was stated is reciprocity. And I think this is a great example where it's not a, it's nothing negative about that person. It just doesn't fit with my value of joy because one of the things that comes from that value is a belief that any expectation of reciprocity actually diminishes joy. So there's just a mismatch there, particularly if there are any uncommunicated expectations. So the value mismatch was brought to light in a way that I could no longer ignore or try to rationalize or even like, like the light at the tunnel doesn't matter anymore. So I will be shutting down my clinic in 30 days, which is scary as fuck to say, and I'm going to get emotional saying it. I am so proud of what I've done. And I'm so thankful for the people who have 
come to me. I'm so grateful for those I've been like those who have allowed and chosen me to help them on their physical wellness journey or even mental wellness journey. Goodness, there's the, any PTs who are listening to this know that we we end up being the other kind of therapist unintentionally, not like we're giving acting as therapists, but we get dumped on. So anyways, I am so, so, so grateful to everyone who thus far, and I'm going to say thus far, because again, I don't think this is the end of me treating at all. I just don't know what it's going to look like or in what capacity it's going to be. So, oh, and then of course I, I have to admit, like, it's scary. That's been my main source of income. Treating has been my main source for a decade now. And I didn't plan on it being 30 days from now. I plan on it being four months from now. And when I say this has happened fast. I mean, I don't know exactly, but like four days ago that it came to a breaking point. At the end of the day though, I truly believe all of this, no matter how messy, no matter how hard, no matter what is the absolute best thing for me. It's holding me accountable to practice what I preach. To be honest, the biggest emotion that I felt with this entire situation outside of like the sadness and the grief that I'm feeling right now for kind of the end of an era for me is the frustration with myself for not already admitting, for not, like, because I know that I saw it. In hindsight, I, I saw it very clearly, but I didn't allow myself to really acknowledge or admit that I saw the, the issues and then making the change in order to lead by example until it was, to a certain point, chosen for me or made for me in, in the sense of like, yeah, like this decision should have been made months ago. And what's interesting is, I mean, I've been kind of saying this-ish for months now, only to like one or two people that it's like, hey, yeah, I, I think this isn't really a fit for me anymore. I need to move on. But I was kind of sugarcoating it with the like needing to be a free bird and needing location freedom. Like I wasn't really fully admitting that it was like, no, it's, it's this environment. Like even if I really wanted to still have a clinic, I would need to move. And the situation, one of the greatest things is like, it's scary as all hell, but the universe basically just kicked my ass saying like, hey, you know what? No, this direction that you're already kind of going in, it's for you. I know it's scary and I don't, I know you don't feel ready, but let's go. So it's giving me the space and moving up the timeline for what I wanted anyways. Now I do want to take a pause really quickly. If you are someone who, cause this is going to come out prior to that 30 days, obviously like you're pretty much going to, I think it might be like one day off 30 days from when this episode comes out. So if you are someone who currently works with me, don't freak out, check your email. I got you check your email. You will find more information. Okay. I do want to say like, like everyone, I'm not infallible. No one is literally no one. Like that's why hell it's part of why I tell patients all the time. Like if they've heard something from a doctor or a surgeon or even whatever in insert name of provider here, like go get a second opinion. If you don't love the answer, or if it doesn't sit well or yeah, no one's infallible. Anyways, I fell into doing exactly what I coach and mentor people on not doing. And here's a spoiler alert. Literally all coaches do this from time to time. Like most coaches get into a scary because it's something that they struggled with and had to learn how to overcome. However, we're all human. And so even as we're coaching other people, sometimes we, we are the ones that need our own advice the most. I mean, I've had that conversation with many, many people. So I can say that confidently. It is not just me. It is all coaches. This is a situation where I needed it and I'm finally owning up to it. So learn from my mistakes and don't settle. Don't allow any feelings of obligations or expectations to drive your decisions. Recognize where there's a value conflict and get the fuck out. I'm pumped to move forward towards my dreams. Seriously. And I am so proud of myself for the course that I've created for my fellow allied healthcare professionals. And I'm going to run it again starting later this month. So this is the other announcement that I have is we are launching towards the end of this month. Doors are opening pretty much as soon as this podcast airs. 
And we already have some amazing clinicians already jumped in prior to me even publicly announcing it. For 12 weeks, I get to host a connected, collaborative, safe space for clinicians where you'll master your mindset, build better boundaries, elevate your energy, and learn how to take care of you so you can better serve and connect. It's for the clinician who knows that there's gotta be something more for them, something better than the path that they're on now. Now that could be, maybe you feel like you actually do want to continue being a staff clinician, but you just don't like how it's operating. You feel like you're on this hamster wheel that you just can't get off of. Or maybe you feel like you want to go cash-based, but there's fear that's stopping you, or there's some uncertainty, or you're just not clear on what specialties or what niches or what direction you want that to go. Or maybe you feel like, you want to still be a clinician, but you want other interests to be incorporated into what you do, or you just want to be a clinician, but have the energy back at the end of the day to go hang out with the people that you love or go do the things that you want to do. Whatever it is, hell, it could be like me and finding a completely different path. Like I have this course specifically designed for you to go from, I don't know what I want, but this isn't quite it to hell. Yes, this is my path. And it gives you all the tools that when shit hits the fan and things come up down the road, you already have tools in your toolbox to navigate those and get back on the right track. Listen to that whisper that there's got to be something better than this. Get off that hamster wheel. Join us. Shoot me a message. I'm very active on Instagram. Zero obligations here. You can just be like, hey, I want to know more information about it. And then be like, nah, not for me. Like, that's great. I just love chatting and connecting with people. And if it's for you, awesome. I would love to have you in it. If it's not for you, also great. High five. Much love. If there's another course that I think is better for you, I'm going to send you to it. Like my friends joke that I'm, I'm the resource dealer because my superpower is listening to where you're at currently, where you feel like you want to go, even if you're not clear on it and figuring out what you need to get there. So whether it's my course or another one, like cool, I, I got you. Let's figure it out. So to wrap this up, while I really hope that you don't run into the situation of this value mismatch, it happens. And I think it's important to recognize it sooner rather than later. So dialing in your values, like knowing really what they are helps tremendously. So do that exercise when you get a chance, because if you start to feel like the environment that you're in might not be the best for you, then you can kind of work out what the values are for that place. Like what are the apparent values? And does it match with yours or is it complementary enough to make it work or is it really conflicting? And be honest with yourself, like have that idea of, is this really going to work? Is it me? Do I need to work on something myself? Do I just need to communicate more? Or is it truly a mismatch and I need to figure out an exit strategy? Hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you. Make sure you share this with a friend that you think would find it valuable. Links will be in the show notes. Okay, bye. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at move on the daily and hum at human dot on the daily. Thank you so much and see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.